those are, dude, when I first, I mean, my first pair of Nikes, fifth grade, 1980, fifth grade. And, and, and when you get Nikes, I mean, I mean, that was like the brand had just made a brick. I got them at Foot Locker. I mean, I, I didn't expect to get Nikes. I didn't even think that it was a good brand. My mom bought me Nikes, and I was like, holy shit. Well, what was the, it was fucking, uh... Uh, L.A. Gear was. Oh big, no, it was right? like pro cads and like uh, really bad uh, tennis Adidas. shoes, legit tennis shoes. Yeah, you would go out and play, play whatever. Uh, not, I don't know how to say a round or two. I don't know what a match or two a week. Yeah. Like Stan uh, you Smith. Ready to hit play Adidas? on this bitch. Yeah, yeah. Stan so, Smith. Welcome to the podcast, by the way. Uh, this is Keith Pazel's podcast. I'm yep. Keith Pazel, co-host Adam Crocious. Um, we're, nothing was on scheduled television, so I we're going. Baseball season's around the corner. Pitchers and catchers are reporting in a week. I think they might have already done it. Wow. It's the shortest off season and the longest season. Those guys, it really is rough. Like, they have no time with their family. Yeah, yeah. yeah they some baseball Now I know why Drake LaRoche wanted to be in the dugout all well, season. Also, <laughs> you also, remember, this is dating me because we're going to watch old baseball highlights. We're prepping it. I remember when Wade Boggs got busted for uh, – for basically fucking around on his wife, you know, and it's like he got busted for that. Everyone in baseball was you're on the road for like two weeks in a row, three weeks in a row. Oh, 100%. You know, I mean, you're, you're on the road for six as early as the, the 90s. It's a plot in major league. Oh, 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 oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Dude, uh, dude, I think. Can you grab me that water behind? Oh, you? sure. Just absolutely. reach behind you. You don't even have to get up. I don't think. OK. No, what's ball four? Ball, ball four was written by an old pitcher named Jim Booten, who I think just died recently. He was a pitcher for the Yankees in the early 60s. He was a power pitcher. He pitched on like in 60, 61 and 62, the Yankees won the World Series, and he was like a 22, 23-year-old fireballer, you know, at that time. And, uh, well, he, he ended up blowing his arm, and then he – he pitched for the Seattle Pilots, who were an expansion They're team. They're the Brewers 19- now. The Brewers, exactly. Tommy Harper, who was a good player for the Brewers. But Bud Selig. Get, Tommy Harper. Uh, Bud Selig was able to fucking cobble together a million dollars in 1969. Which was a move, lot of money. Oh, back then, but a million bucks. Cobble it together to move them to Milwaukee. The because they didn't, you know, Seattle. They had no dome, so that like literally they had like forty games. Like half their schedule was rained out. So this bizarre team in the middle of the. So Jim Booten, who had a bad arm, you know, was uh, and didn't pitch for a while. Got drafted or got. To, I don't know if he, he he was he just wasn't as good. So he decided to write a book about his experience being a pitcher. Doesn't Safeco have a retractable roof on Well, yeah, now? now. And then there was a King Dome before that, but back then they played it outdoors. They didn't have a dome in 1968 Seattle. Just, it was that. I mean, the Houston Astrodome was like cutting-edge technology when it was made. It was like, oh, my God. It's still up, they, too. They, they, they haven't the, even knocked it down I know, yet. yeah, yeah. They have, like, rodeos and tractor pulls and WrestleMania. There's got to be a... Well, no, WrestleMania's big enough to be in, in, in the nice stadium. But, like, low-level wrestling. is like Texas WrestleMania wrestling. is going to be in L.A. next year. Where in L.A.? SoFi, where the new Rams and Chargers stadium oh is going to be. Oh, my God. Oh, my We're God. We're going, dude. Yeah, I'm not going to go. You would love it. Uh, I cannot go to that. You would love it. I mean. You would I, not be the oldest person there. Oh, no. I, I wouldn't have any fear about that. I don't give a shit about that. I'm young at heart, kind of. But I, uh, I, I could... <laughs> 
I mean, it's just I don't want to. I don't want to see those fuck. I don't want to see them. I don't, I don't. There'd be humor in it. There'd be funny moments. I know I'd laugh. It would be great. I, I'd have a couple of good belly laughs. I would dare you know? say you'd have a good time. I can't get into freaking professional wrestling. You don't have to get into it. You just enjoy the moment. It's the showcase of the immortals. <sighs> yeah, that exactly. I want to get back to ball four, okay? Get back to it. So it was 1969, Seattle Pilots. Jim Boone was a pitcher, and he decided, hey, okay, I think he might have been a relief pitcher. He had a lot of time on his hands. He's going to write a book <laughs> about, about being playing. In the bullpen. Yeah, in the, no, literally, I think they took a lot of notes and stuff. He, he did notes and would go, right? And he was very much like kind of a hippie in people's eyes because he was kind of a free thinker. You know, and like, so he was kind of looked like Mickey Mantle, I guess, really kind of looked hey, down at him and stuff. What? Got this commie in the bullpen, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I guess he was like, like the protesters, he was like, you know, we should just, we should listen to him. And, and people were just like, I mean, because, you know, it was a, things are divided now. It was borderline civil war back. People were dying and shit back then. That actually happened. You know, bombs were being blown up and stuff. It's rough right now, and there's a huge divide, and the whole social media thing has created that. But I still think the physicality of it all, outside of the mass shootings, hasn't really occurred. <laughs> outside there, of the, the mass shootings. There are not like there are not people out in the street and stuff. So back then, so he took the stance of like kind of being like, hey, we should listen to the protesters, and I guess baseball was not happy about it. So he wrote a kind of a, a tell-all book that was very much a uh, kind of an exposition of baseball. So the idea of Wade Boggs cheating on his wife, to come back full circle, or the... I mean, like that. You didn't talk about that. You know, the, the reporters were very much in the player's pocket. They would not report back. But he actually kind of portrayed Mickey Mantle as kind of exposing him for being a drunk and all the pill popping. There was so much drug use in baseball back then, like greens and reds and blues. Oh, greenies. And like, yeah, that's how uh, Doc Ellis, he was tripping so hard. He got there was uh, I don't know if it was just at the Pirates, but I guess in every major league game there were. There was a lady who sold greenies, <laughs> like or there was a, a one person in every stadium where like a player had like a speed hookup, and, could, yeah, and yeah. Doc Ellis had to take lock back some speed to fucking take the edge off the ass, <laughs> and like that's how he was able. He walked like eighteen people, but he threw a no hitter. Yeah, I'm gonna take the edge off with popping some fucking amphetamines. Wow, you're tripping balls hard. I, I, I guess the LSD back then was really strong. Like late sixties, early seventies, LSD was like strong LSD. I'm surprised he was able to maintain sanity because the idea, he, he took the acid on the plane and a well, girl said, but yeah. and a, or whatever he was traveling with and, and uh, he took it and a girl said, what are you doing? You have a game. And he said, yeah, but I'm pitching tomorrow. And she goes, no, you pitched tonight. <laughs> he didn't know. And like he had, he had his days crossed. Yeah, I, I know that part of the story I think is true. What I thought it was is I think he said he was at his apartment in Pittsburgh. Had a bunch yeah. of, he had a bunch of acid in the freezer. I think he had a girlfriend, you know, and he just had to take, some, take a bunch of acid. And he thought he was going <laughs> to kind of fuck around with her and stuff too. And then it was like, no, you, you thought you pitched tomorrow. <laughs> you actually pitched tonight. And it was like two and a half hours into his trip. You know what I mean? Like, I think it was like Ooh, into was his peaking. trip, you know? So, which, you know, that shit, you know, that's why I remember like eating mushrooms. That's really all I can really compare it to because I've only taken LSD once. I love it. I've taken it so many times. I took it over Christmas. Yeah. I thought, I, thought I was the floor. I kind of started having a bad time for a while. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that you know, that'll... You see, those moments when I think of tripping on mushrooms, although I rediscovered mushrooms. My hands clawed up. I forgot how to pull my fingers apart. Ugh. You see, that's like your like basic nerve function and neurons. You're messing with the, the, the capacity of your body to function. And you know something? I don't want to get that high. 
I mean, I like getting a little high. I like getting a little loaded. But I just can't. And, and I don't even mind losing, like, losing control sometimes. I actually like that feeling. I do. I, I'm more comfortable with that feeling of accepting it. But there were times when I remember ate, ate mushrooms when I was young. And it was like 19, 20, 21 years old. You're pretty young then. And taking, I, I probably tripped, I don't know, I probably ate mushrooms four times, five times during a three. And I would just, I would have about a half an hour time period where I would lose like space time, like I didn't know space time continuum. Dude. And like and like, like five minutes could have been four hours, you know what I mean? The first like, time I took mushrooms, I watched Jay, I watched The Tonight Show with Jay Leno <laughs> and his face was all weird. <laughs> and it really exposed how awful his joke writing is at the time, like how it got to be. Like I remember I said, I was like, dude, you can see these punchlines coming a mile ahead. Oh yeah, well, you know, President's in the news, huh? President's in the news? President's in the news? You know what's interesting about him? The story I heard about him was uh, when I was living out here in the 90s, there was some guy I knew through comedy. Said he went and saw, it was a uh, Leno Seinfeld benefit show at some theater somewhere here out in L.A. So he went to see it, you know, and he checked it out. And I think Seinfeld opened it an hour and Leno closed it. I did an hour, hour and a half. He just said Leno was so much better than Seinfeld. Like, he had so much more energy and had an edge and was, and he literally reined it in. He was like 25% of what he normally was. When yeah. He was like, I, I never watched The Tonight Show with him. I mean, I was a Johnny Carson guy. I would just watch it just for me. And being, I was a Letterman guy, ultimately. Oh, yeah. And well, when I was able to start like consciously watching the late night shows, Conan and Letterman were my guys. But yeah. I remember as a kid, The Tonight Show, just like when you woke up late, which for me, like eleven o'clock was waking up in the middle of the night. Yeah. Like, I just remember like you flip on TV and there would be him or like I remember Craig Kilborn being a thing. Oh yeah, Kilborn was before uh, was before Stewart on uh, on the uh, Daily Show. He was funny, funny stuff. But yeah, I uh, but Ball Four. Yeah, I guess my conclusion on that <laughs> on my lecture on Ball Four is he really exposed. Like uh, what at the time you read it now, it's very tame. It's very tame when you read it now. But at the time, you could see how like they did a big thing called <laughs> they called shooting beaver. I'm gonna go shoot <laughs> shoot some beaver. And what they would do is, you know, they would because there'd be like bench seats, like old aluminum. I'm old enough to remember the aluminum bench seat in the outfield in County Stadium. Right. I mean, like uh, like like a high school stadium doesn't have that now. Like, like cold Wrigley, aluminum. Wrigley had that for up until they rehabbed it. Really? Yeah. They had aluminum. It oh, might have been cold. wood, but they had a they had well the like wood's bleachers. cool. It's kind of got character. But these I remember like these shitty '70s bleachers, like with the the Orioles when I had to go see them play Memorial Stadium because I lived in D.C. and I had to see the A's play the Orioles and they would always fucking lose. They lost all the... And I mean... Eight to three. I saw At the, Memorial Stadium. Yes, because those were great Oriole teams and those were terrible A's teams. The A's we're gonna did, see. The A's didn't win a game. I didn't see. You want to fire this up? I didn't get see. Going? The, I didn't see the A's win a game until 1980, and I watched them play in 77, 78, and 79. I went and saw them play, and they lost. Every time. And it was like, when are they going to win a game like that I'm actually at? When they actually won a game, and this is what solidified Ricky Henderson. This is when I truly knew what my favorite athlete of all time was Ricky Henderson because he's great. He was in right field. It's 3-1. to one. The A's were up bottom of the ninth. And I'm like, fuck, they're going to win. But it was like first and third or something. Or what was it? First and third? Yes, first and third. And Benny Ayala hits a ball into, into, like, into kind of the corner in left field. And I was in the upper deck. And knocked one guy, so it's three two. And then the guy in first base can try to score. He was in, but Ayala tried stretching it into a double, and Henderson fucking threw him out at second base to end the game. Threw him out at second base, and it was just like 
Rick, and Ricky Henderson was not known for his arm. He's not known for his arm. He's not really a defensive. Although he was fast and could get to the ball, his arm was kind of a pop gun. But when he when he threw that guy out, it was like that's a great player. And, and that's when I because they won their first that's game. That's when you knew you had your Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> yeah, I, I read a stat about him today. His yards per attempt was the eleventh worst since the merger. Fifty <laughs> fucking years. He is not good, Keith. That is a that is a nail in the coffin for him. If he develops next year, great. I don't see it happening, bud. It ain't happening. He, it is not going to happen. All right. Well, enjoy you know? enjoy one more year of cousins. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> who who do you You're got after defensive cousins? Defensive about a C- who do you got on. after cousins? No one. Yeah. That they, they, they listen. The A's, the A's, the Vikings. They're going nowhere. I trust me. I know that. I'm aware. I've accepted that. You know, you cheer for them for different reasons now, but but it is. Uh, Ball four. I think we can still win with a bad Trubisky. Ball four. Their defense has got him. You know. You know. So I read about two. We went twelve and four with them. You know what they're saying? They don't think Floyd's as good as people think he is. Actually, that defensive guy. Yeah. He's opposite Mac, and they're like Mac gets double teamed all the time, and this guy should be have much better numbers than he does. And he's kind of a pedestrian defensive end. He's kind of. He's kind of thin. Yeah. Exactly. And so it's just like he's just not really developed as much as they'd hoped. I think so. They think he's going to be gone. I was reading just at the end of my. Yeah, they want to trade him. Yeah, they probably th- well, you know, they probably could get a couple picks, could get a third and fifth round pick formers, fourth or sixth, be happy. Yeah, get, I mean, get get fresh bodies. And I, boy, you watch football, and I've been watching forever. You just real. Like, when I was a kid, I seem to remember like people having longer careers. Like you, there'd be certain, and it happens now. There's certainty. Aaron Rodgers, you think Green Bay? Dan Packers. Hampton played for like fucking seventeen. He, he, years. Well, he played. He played twelve years. You ever see his pinky? Yeah, he broke like all of his fingers. <laughs> his pinky. It's like, like three out of five of his fingers are zigzag. It, it, it's like Chuck Bagneric. Like literally, it's, like, it's from blocking field goals. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and like getting fingers caught in face masks and shit. You know what I mean? Like ear holes and getting like a nail ripped off. And you know what I mean? It's breaking knuckles. But you think about, I mean, certain teams had players who played and you identified. Now I feel like the rosters, boy, and they probably, they rotated a lot back then too. But the rosters now, man, I think it, you know, I think they rotate pretty, a lot of people go. Free agency and just, and also just there's a lot See, of See, but I thought athletes. it was yards per completion was this stat. Not because per attempt. Yards per attempt. Per attempt isn't on the player. That's, that's the plays. Uh, yeah, but it's also, it, it is, it, this is why Walter Payton was the greatest football player ever. If you look at his passing stats, he was 11 of 34 yeah. for eight touchdowns. And he threw, he threw 34 attempts. He threw for 331 yards. So he had 10 yards in attempt. That's like Johnny, that's like great quarterback level number. I'd say you are because you're gonna. Th- he threw thirty whatever, twenty three incompletions, but his eleven passes he completed went for three hundred and thirty one yards. So basically, he threw like thirty yards of completion. You know, I mean, they went for the end zone with him. They made fucking plays with him. Like that's how fucking good he was. Right, we're getting this going. You know, but baseball in the seventies. We're gonna watch ball four. I was in the fifth grade. This is the one. The we are family pirates. Was this 70? 79. This 79. was 79. 71 when they wanted to. So they're, yeah, so the, it like it's going to start early in there. Starting 79, yeah. It's so like we'll, get, a, we'll get into the This areas. is like a Tarantino movie. <laughs> the fucking parade. And that's what's fucked up about this. It starts in 69 and it looks like the 40s. 
Oh, I know. The yeah. 70s is like when the world became modern. Oh, absolutely. It was the beginning of it, you know, and, and, when, and, it, was, and it was weird and figuring itself out. You know what it was? It, it was the boomer generation actually aging and affecting tastes and opinions, you know? Also, uh, youth had kind of one pop culture. Well, it's, that was like an avenue mu- where like young music was young. Frank Sinatra and fucking Lawrence Welk weren't were selling records out. anymore. Yeah, I feel like this is when old people started getting bitter. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is when these are the conditions that made Reagan's election possible. These flashy blacks you know? playing baseball. <laughs> I mean, seriously, these are the the seventies were the conditions. The right wing still goes to this playbook to this day. The, the modern right wing, the seventies is very much like what they are. Their philo- is a reaction in the nineteen seventies. Not the sixties as much. It was more the seventies actually. Because so, because really the sixties liberated it and opened it up. I mean, you think about. I thought about that today, dude. You think about it. People pre-AIDS having unprotected sex, and it was just like, you just fucked, you know. That that, that that's my that's my romanticizing it. But it was like in the seventies. I think people literally. My brother told stories about teenage friends of his and him. They they go to the Gap and there'd be like a cute girl that would help. You know, they're gonna buy some jeans and they'd go bang her like in the changing room when they were like sixteen and shit. You know, it's like you did that. Now I used to look up to that. Maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it's a bad. But the point is, it was pre-AIDS. You could just do that and not think like horrible sexually transmitted disease. Where's that? Is that? San Diego Stadium. Oh yeah, the, 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 there's County Stadium. Home of the Brewers. I, I went to. It was many, brown. many games. God, it was a cheap stadium. I loved it. Oh, look at this. These are the dual purpose stadiums. Base. Look how big that is. Look at that. That's it big. is huge for baseball. It's like fifty-seven thousand yeah, people. Exactly. What is that? Kauffman Stadium. Let's well, ca- no, Kansas. Ca- yeah, Kauffman only has like forty. We had forty-two then. Now it's got like thirty-seven. Kauffman Stadium. Actually, if you go to it, White Sox Park was based on Kauffman Stadium. Well, because the, the architectural firm that did Camden Yards and all those stadiums, their first stadiums they did were in Kansas City, and, and those stadiums, Kauffman Stadium is a very good baseball stadium. It's a very on. You've got great sight lines. The Expos, move, this is before they moved to the fucking... Hey, look at that. That's Olympic a White Sox Stadium. game, man. <laughs> the expansion of Seattle Mariners. And ni- this is Mel Allen, 77. This is my year of... When I achieved sports consciousness, it was this year. It's 1977. The Kingdom's heyday. They stunk. God, they were a bad baseball team. Was like... Ken, how long did Ken Griffey Sr. play baseball? Uh, that, that's the All-Star game in 79. Dave Parker won the MVP and he messed up that play. But I think he threw a guy out. Oh, 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 so that, that's actually, that was a fucking staged play. I never knew that. He, he let it drop to throw him out. <laughs> to give him a show to showcase his arm. See, that's you being young. Like, as a yeah. kid, you're like, oh, he fucked up. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, but I didn't realize that he actually, basically, he let it drop to throw him out. To basically. fake the runner because yeah, he said, yeah. if I let it drop, he'll go to third. Exactly, yeah, he'll think he's going to get it's somewhere. It's like the drop third strike. You can do that on the infield. What do they call the, dro- the infield, infield fly? Infield fly rule? Yeah, it's crazy. Has that ever worked? What, the infill fly rule? Yeah. Well, the umpire calls it because, yeah, you can't let it drop. I think at one time they let it drop and did a double play, I'm sure, and they are like, that, we should get rid of this. That was probably the standard for a long time. I, you know what I would do if I was a pro baseball player? If every time they called infield fly, I would just let the ball drop. <laughs> this was, is this Clement? Oh, this is a 71 series. It's Al Oliver. Very good player. Uh, if you actually look up baseball players who aren't in the hall, that you can make an Al Oliver. I think you could make an argument for Al Oliver being in the Hall so of Fame. So the Fat. Pirates were good all through the 70s. Oh, they were one of the teams. Absolutely. And then that was when there was only... Who was their f- GM? Oh, 
Well, their manager, they had like Chuck Tanner in 79. Uh, they had competitive. They also went to the playoffs. They, they, they won the East a couple times and didn't go to the World Series. I think in 74, I think they lost to the Dodgers. I believe, and then I think they lost to the Reds one year. They lost to the Red. They beat the Reds in '79. I think they lost to the Reds like in maybe '72 or '70, maybe. No, 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 I'm wrong in '70. Let's see. Is that there? We go. Orlando Cepeda, designated hitter for the Red Sox. <laughs> Look at those baseball. These are the baseball cards that I grew up with. <laughs> Tony Oliva. He's a Latin. This one only has it up to like 1946. For what? General managers. No, it's got to be it. Yeah, I don't know who it was, uh, but they, but they, I think they won the division four times in the 70s when it was only two divisions. You win it four times, three or four times. You were a competitive team. I yeah. just think it was tighter back. I, don't well, know. I was thinking about that today. Like if you can win it one championship a decade, you're like a perennially great team. Oh, yeah. Like, if you yeah. can win a title once a decade, you're up there. Yeah. Willie Horton. I remember Willie Horton. Is that the political guy? Well, no, no. Who, no, what, no. What it was is this was the the designated hitter coming into the league. was That that was like the introduction of, I don't know what, into football. The line. You know what I mean? The, li- the, the first down marker line. You know what I mean? Like, ha- having... Having uh, the designated hitter was just the fundamental character of the game. It changed, and all those weird purists. I hate the weird projection of purity that people right, put the on people the people who hate the the new stats and stuff. I don't know. Like, you know, no, it's you should be happy people are talking about it. You know, but just you know, at the same time, it was cooler then. I think the athletes were cooler then. <laughs> I don't think the athletes were oh, like sure. cool now. It w- and it's so uh, managed and uh, corporate, and oh, I think that's yeah. why they get hurt more because they don't let them play in the off season. And like, like re- really, and it sounds weird to say, for it being such a hyper athletic sport now, they don't let them play much baseball. Oh yeah, like yeah. they're on pitch counts. And yeah. inning counts, and like yeah. everything is so strictly monitored. And Nolan Ryan, know, yeah. Nolan Ryan never got hurt, and he was like, "I never got hurt because I pitched, I threw a baseball every day." Yeah, yeah. yeah I remember he won the Cy Young, and look at those Padre uniforms in '78. <laughs> those are the uniforms I remember that they won the Cy. He won the Cy Young, Gaylord Perry. He won it in '72. Was he greasing balls at the, oh, the Padres yes. too? Yeah. Oh, that was his career. He pitched for everyone. Lou Brock. He retired. In 1974. He's 35 when he did that. That was him also just understanding when to run. Mark, he's dead. Fidrich. You know, he was a, when I was a kid, he was a, he was a name. But yeah, there's just no personality. I don't know. I feel like the personality. Some of these Tigers now, teams in the 70s were great, right? Uh, they were competitive teams. They lost to the A's in the 72 playoffs. They weren't great, but they were competitive. Yankees were the, they were in the East and Yankees were very good. The Red Sox were a talented team too, but the Orioles actually, Orioles and Yankees were the best teams. Yeah, Don Galbraith or Dan Gal was he? Oh, yep. 
That's a oh, pretty good play. Oh, was that fucking... Uh, Brooks Robinson. Yeah, he's like one of the... You know what's weird? There's not that many great third basemen. Yeah, you would think there would be, would be. Because I remember when I was growing up... Third Paul bases, Molitor was a third baseman, right? Yeah, but like not for his entire career. You know, I, Scott I mean, Rowland. Uh, Rose played third. When I, when I was growing up, third was a bit of a glory position. Like At it's this age, corner, this era... Baby. Well, I mean, you had... Here's who you had third base back then. You had George Brett at third base. Mike Schmidt... At third base, at your time. best at, well, your best infielder has to be the third baseman, right? Well, it's gonna be shortstop, I think. Here's shortstop. I this I, I that's one of my very first baseball games was the three home runs by Reggie, but no with um, so I I had uh, and who else who who else were we talking about who else were the were the two other players the teams that were good, the Orioles oh yeah third baseman it was Schmidt. And it was Brett. But also there were guys who were decent players. at third. Craig Nettles was a George decent Bell. third baseman. No, uh, Craig Nettles. Uh, Toby Hera. Buddy Bell was actually a good yeah. third baseman back then. Pete Rose was a decent enough third baseman. You Look know? at that. There we go. A's. Yeah, you have that. Uh, Sal Bando for the, the A's goose. Was, was a decent third. That's not, that's not good. That's foul, fingers. Oh, Raleigh. Yeah, this was like. <laughs> Didn't they get him from the Yankees? No, no. Fingers Camp and the A's are organized. Okay. The reason why this is an interesting story for baseball, the A's threes championships, it was the last dynasty before the free agent era. So they were all groomed in their minor league system. They all came they up together. They were all slaves to the Oakland A's. Yeah, well, I mean, I know that Reggie Jackson, who was a marquee player, in 73, he won the MVP of, of, the, of the season and also of the World Series. That's how good Reggie Look Jackson was. how big was. that fucking stadium is. I know. They still play there. They tarp <laughs> off the entire top, though. Yeah, because they, yeah, they, they know. If they, gotta, if they ever get well, a Well, they're bad seats. I'm sure if they went to the World Series, they'd open them up. To, to build a fucking stadium... They're in, going to. In this city, I mean, in this state, to build a fucking another baseball Oh, it's going to be all earthquake-proof and oh, shit. Oh, and, and just like, and people are going to bitch about it. Also, uh, the San Francisco Giants own most of Oakland. Like, there's literally nowhere for them to build <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. So it just, uh, but my point is, third base, there were a lot of very good, th- in the, the, uh, you know, got Steve Ontiveros for the Cubs was serviceable, you know. Uh, who else? Ron Santo played third. He, yeah, he broke his leg on that play. Did he? Yep. You see, because he didn't. The guy running? Yeah, I think it, I think he broke his leg in that play. No, I, the, I love those white yeah, fucking A's. Yeah, uniforms. I, they had those all through the. Was that guy's last name Bando? Sal Bando was a third baseman. He was good. He had several twenty home run seasons. That's Joe a, Rudy. Joe that's Rudy. A great baseball jo, name. Jo, Joe Sal Bando. Sal Bando. I know exactly. He, yeah, here you go. Look at this. You like this play? You like this? Burke Campanaris. Holy <laughs> shit, he threw his bat at him. Oh, yeah, because I guess that pitcher was a notorious headhunter. 72 is the first World Series. Who'd they play? They beat the Reds. The Big, Big Red, Red, Red Machine. They hadn't won it yet, though. And the, I mean, the A's, it was their first uh, win as, as, a, as a franchise since 29. Did the, so the Reds built that team in their farm system, too. Oh, yeah, they all did. Tony Perez, fucking uh, Bench. Rose, Bench, Morgan. Morgan they traded for, actually. So the Reds were great. Yeah, the Reds were very good. I, I, but the A's, the A's were great. But the A's, free agency happened, and Finley was so cheap. Jackson, in 73, MVP, he played in 74. I think they traded him. Oh, he played him in 75 also. Traded, oh, no, he signed as a free agent. Okay, his last season with the A's, I think, no, in 73, when he won the World Series MVP, he got a pay cut. He was making $28,000 a year. That's fucking. He's making twenty eight grand a year, and that's like maybe a hundred grand. Yeah, oh yeah, year. exactly. That that's not a lot of money. 
And, and, and when free agency happened, two years later, he signed a million-dollar-a-year contract with the Yankees. Like they Kurt were, Flood was the first free agent, they, right? They were obviously... Well, he fought. He actually wasn't. He fought. He actually fought the res, He fought the whole legal side of it. I think about the reserve. He was clause. just the impetus of it. Yes, and he was very much like the catalyst of actually making and blowing the doors open. Didn't he actually quit because they they lost this thing? Oh, oh, yeah. I think he. I think he dropped out. Of, like he was down on America. You know what I mean? Like he he left the country for a while. He was a painter, and he painted in Spain for a couple years. You know, like just li- did that. But he was also he had a problem with the bottle. He oh, liked yeah? the sauce, you know, <laughs> so uh, I think he was boozing it up on the red wine. Look at that mustache. This really was a flashy era, too. Well, I mean, they were the first team that actually did that. That's why all the loud uniforms happened because of the A's. So they were like the set. They became like the team of the 70s. Well, they won it in 72, 73, and 74. They won it three years. There's only two franchises in baseball history who have done that's that. That's a quick turnaround. That, that's the Yankees and the fucking A's. But then they... And the seventy, they won it in seventy one to seventy five. The division they won it five years in a row. They lost the Red Sox in seventy five. Got swept. You think they could have like dominated the well, decade? They could have had another World Series appearance in them. Uh, they they would have rallied in seventy six or seventy seven because they had still a Jackson and Catfish Hunter. They had Raleigh Fingers. These guys are in the Hall of Fame. They had three Hall of Fame baseball Is that players. Vita Blue, yes, excellent pitcher. He threw. My dad used to say he threw BBs. He, he, they looked like Tylenols yeah, on the field. He, he was. Uh, his arm was so good, Vita Blue. Look at his 71 season. It's one of the most dominant pitching seasons ever. If you look at his numbers, they're gaudy. He, uh, well, he was in the front office for the, for the Giants. He was in the front office for the Giants, you know? Yeah. Yep. Charles O. Finley. You know where he lived? Where? He lived in Chicago. Did he? Yeah, we lived in Northwest Indiana. Even when he Indiana. was the GM of the A's? He owned the A's. He was the owner. He made his money in insurance in Chicago. He lived in Northwest Indiana. Billy Martin managed him in 80, and it was exciting. It was exciting when he was her manager. Vita Blue played for a long-ass time. Oh, dude, he was a great... Pitched for the Royals and the Giants. He hit, I think he pitched from like... Well, like, Two stints with the Giants. Yeah. He started the 78 All-Star game and the 71 All-Star. Look at his 71 season. I'm looking at it. Look at his strikeout number. Um, twenty four and eight. Yep. Cy Young and MVP. How many innings pitched? Let's see. Might have to go to baseball stats because this is just. Nevertheless, we 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 just had the history lesson I just gave. Yes, Santo went to the White Sox. He fucking stinks. Santo went to the White Sox. Yeah, from the, from the Cubs because of free agency. He got, he, I think he got paid like eighty grand more a year or something. Yeah. Steve fucking Stone. That was not Steve Stone. Oh, that's Dave McAnally. He played in the seventies. Andy Messerschmidt. Right? Yes, Stone played in the seventies. He won he, a Cy Young, didn't he? In eighty, he, he basically sacrificed his career to win a Cy Young. I think he threw seventy five percent curveballs. That year, like he just fucked his. He just was like, "I'm going to throw curveball after curveball, and, and I can place it. It'll move well." He was never the same pitcher. He pitched another like year and a half. He How long up, did he play previous to that? Why well, he you see he he sold his soul. He had pitched for six or seven years, and he was a mediocre pitcher, and he couldn't break through. I think he came up with the Giants. I want to say he pitched from like '71 to '82. Look at this. You see? Look look at the salaries. 
46 thousand. That's what he made last year for the for the for the, for the Pirates. He he fucking ten times did. <laughs> that's awesome. You know, one year later, that would that would have been a. That's also when the coke began to flow. The coke. Larry Hizzle. Heisel. He was a good play. He was a good player. He he went from the from the Twins to the Brewers. The Brewers were like, we're gonna take on the fucking. We're gonna. This is our rival team. Holy shit, dude! Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was he, probably a god. Like people in Milwaukee were like that fucking black monster. Well, he was. He's pretty making good. Five hundred thousand yeah. dollars. Oh, they put the racism there. So, Oh, he became a million a millionaire. See, that's how good he was. He was already making two hundred and fifty k. Yeah, yeah. He he was a phenomenon. He made a million yeah, over. I remember his contract was like eye popping. But yeah, what about uh, so? What was uh, Vita so nineteen seventy one twenty four and eight. Yeah, seven fifty percentage. Uh, one point eight two ERA. It's a good ERA. Thirty nine games started. Yeah, it's a lot. Twenty four complete games. That's a lot, by the way. Twenty four complete games. Eight shutouts. Yeah. Uh, 312 innings pitched. That's two, a lot. Uh, 63 earned runs. He only gave up 19 home runs. 88 walks. Yeah. That's fucking insane. 301 strikeouts. 301 strikeouts. Yeah, he he. I mean, he was great. He came when he when he was in the front office for the Giants. He was in his 50s. He didn't have an ERA above above four until 1979. Yeah. No, he was a he, he was an excellent pitcher. I mean, and you pitched back then. So I guess again, when he was uh, with the Giants in the front office, you know, you know what happened? He uh, so w- with the Giants, and uh, they were like, "Oh, we're facing a left-hander." This is the '90s. He was in his fifties, and they're like, well, "We want you to come." So up. did he get bonds and shit? Well, no, he wasn't. The, he was just in the front office. I don't, oh, I don't, okay. I, he wasn't the GM, but he was in the. You know, he's getting a check. You know, I don't know what he was. But he was doing something, right? You Honorary. Know? And, and they're like, "Hey, why don't you go out and p- pitch?" Uh, Pitch because uh, we're facing a tough you go lefty. Sell some peanuts. No, he's like, well, yeah, you could go. Why don't you go out and, and pitch warm, or, you know, warm ups, you know, and go up there, you know, and get the screen in front of you. And he was hitting like ninety two miles an hour at a guy in his fifties, and they were just like, yeah, you're throwing it too hard. You gotta like ease off. It's his batting practice. He went through BP and like, were, like he was throwing it too well as like a guy in his fifties. I would have been like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, he was. Yeah, because it was. But I mean, he just couldn't. Uh, problem with him is i mean when you're Love that the fire it, water wait, wait, no i don't well, i think he liked the booger sugar <laughs> he, he, he was i think he was caught up a bit in that he world he went to the astros didn't he no he, he went from the a's to the giants oh yeah for a while yeah he and played he, for the a's for a while though. yeah oh he can't i mean he came up with the a's i mean he was a i mean he was a great pitcher for them i think he pitched until seven no he pitched in 77 for them pete rose's hair looks like a batting helmet yeah he, yeah, it's, was he like a hot guy? Did people want to fuck mm, Pete Rose? Uh, he was a name. He was a name. <laughs> I mean, he. I mean, he was. You know, you knew Pete Rose. Pete, Pete Rose, Rose seems like someone my aunt JoJo would want to uh, fuck. P- Pete Rose, big old prick. Pete Rose, an oh, asshole, sure. an asshole of the, anyone who liked Pete. I was talking with my brother this week. He was telling me about Tuffy Kofelt. <laughs> <laughs> who was like? <laughs> who the fuck is that? It, my brother had a tor- like a nemesis. I'm sure you had a fr- frenemy guy nemesis when you were younger. <laughs> that was his nemesis. Was that his sounds like a nemesis? Yeah, because he was. And he, he also Tuffy Kofeld. Kofeld. Yeah, his old man was a cop, which is always a. What bad was his sign. name? Marco Kofeld. Well, well, his older brother, older brother was Carrie, but he was like he said. It's funny, Harry Kofeld, <laughs> Tuffy, yeah, Tuffy Co. His, his real name, his name was Carrie, and then his older brother was Kelly, but he went by Tuffy, like Tuffy Rhodes. You know, he was Tuffy Kofeld, 
And I'll never forget, his old man was a cop. My brother was telling me. He also had a good friend, Mark Lincoln, my brother is still friends with, whose old man was a cop too. But he was like a, he was a kind of a gregarious guy. He, he kind of drank. He, he had a sense of humor. He could fuck around. He said this guy, Tuffy Caulfield's dad, like literally would have like mirrored sunglasses on and would be chewing on a fucking wooden like, you know, match, like chawing on a match and was just one of the most rage-filled human beings. Billy he, Martin. Billy Martin. He had a problem with the bottle. Yeah, look at that suit. <laughs> he was wearing a fucking vinyl fucking... Oh, that's Tiger Stadium. Oh, yeah. It kind of looks like Dodger Stadium. Oh, no, no. Stadium. It's, it's, it's Yankee Stadium. It's the Yankee okay. Stadium. I apologize. Yeah, it went through renovations. That They played in Shea for two years, in 74, 75. Well, because it was like the Stadium. Babe Ruth Yankee Stadium. Yeah, exactly. They hadn't put <laughs> any money terrible. into it. Yeah. It had gone through the son of the son of Sam fucking really yeah, fucking shoot yeah. that park up. Yeah. When when they would show pictures of the seventy seven series, they would here's here's the South Bronx. <laughs> it's how it goes south. It's and still a, not a great a, area. It's tough. It's still the South Bronx. It's always gonna be the South Bronx. It ain't like it was. It was yeah. burnt out. Well, there was fire war trash. zone. Yeah. Well, they would show it. There'd be like a big. It was like Skid Row, right? Yes. But it was. But I think even worse, dude. It was like, and the. I mean, there's. I don't know if there's fires down in Skid Row. I mean, it could, it could happen, you know. But it's like, yeah. Here we go. How much did George Steinbrenner pay Reggie Jackson? Oh, I think he got a five million dollar five year contract. Woo, five a year yeah. or one, one million? One, one, a one million a year, which was so that was the mar- that was the top. You, that was like at the time they're like that's all we're giving. The, the you. million million dollar. That's right. You know, Ryan getting one six or one one six was like that's also Texas being like well, we're gonna throw some money around, get ourselves a name in here. You know, I'll mortgage my house and mortgage my cattle, but I'm gonna get Ryan in there and get meat in the seats. You know, now at that the million time, dollar threshold was a threshold. And at the it time, I don't think people anticipated Nolan Ryan playing until 1992. He played until 93. So I remember like, watching him in Chicago when I first he moved goes there. to the Astros as like a veteran. We're like the, you're the, you're getting him at the twilight of his career. He ends up playing for another 15 years. Well, it, yeah, they thought it, no, he was. Oh yeah, he was still like five years. His he mechanics. Was in the prime. His mechanics. That's when he got good. He was really erratic. He he had like two. He had a 241 walk season one year when he struck out like 380. No one wanted to play against him because he threw so well, hard. He, and he was he so never wild. Won a Cy Young. He, yeah, he he'd be, oh, that's crazy. He'd bean people. He he just pitched a lot. With him, his mechanics. His mechanics of how to throw a baseball were flawless, and he had a bajillion strikeouts. And, and, and he, well, he had he had fifty seven hundred strike. If you have twenty seven hundred, like you're a strikeout pitcher. That you know? record, uh, the all time hitting streak, and yeah. the strikeout record will never be broken. Yeah, yeah, I think it's gonna be tough to break it. You know, the strikeout records. It was him and Carlton. Him and Carlton dueled for like I think of like three Doesn't years. Doesn't Cy Young have like the ultimate ultimate one? Well, he's got five hundred and eleven victories. Who knows? What yeah. They, who knows what? Did stats even matter pre World War Two? How was stuff handled back? Well, oh, I was actually reading some... in my Cubs book that like, <clears throat> yeah, some dudes pitched like fifty games a year. <laughs> like you literally, oh, you, like some teams thirty nine games. Some teams though, back in the thirties, had like three pitchers, like in total. Yeah, like dudes like Walter Johnson pitched every day. Oh, oh, it was <laughs> four hundred and twenty-one innings pitched. Like 
I tell you, that was a standard really until the se- the 70s started to change. The specialized reliever in the late 70s became a thing. Well, and it was just relief pitcher. There was no closer, right? Well, yeah, exactly. Raleigh Fingers, who pitched like in all those World Series, he would come in like, we got to win the game. We're going to bring him in in the sixth. And he'd pitch four innings, you know? I mean, you have 80 innings pitched, you know, or 80 pitches, you know? But the specialized closer, Rich Gossage, is like the inning guy. That was an evolution in the, the game. The gooser. Because even in the 60s, even in the late 60s, if you got taken out of a game as a starting pitcher, you were deemed to be humiliating. A, you were like a pussy. You're a puss, dude. You're a pussy. You weren't finishing the game. It's so like, damn it, you're going to toughen up, you asshole. Bob Gibson. Uh, look at that, the manned scoreboard. But Bob Gibson. Uh, he, you know, Bob Gibson in a uh, '68. My dad loves he, Bob Gibson. When he won the, yeah, I remember watching this game after school. I watched this. Is game. this the ALCS? Well, no, no. This was the the uh, the uh, playoff game in '78. Bucky Dent had a three-run home. Oh, okay, the fucking Bucky Dent. Yeah, look at Ben Steinbrenner clapping it up. People's hair in the '70s was wild. A lot of perms. <laughs> yeah. A lot of. Uh, Prince Charming like <laughs> floof outs yeah yeah like emo real Phillips. silky smooth yeah emo yeah. Phillips type like the, sh- real straight shiny the, hair the, the dry look was definitely a look I had my hair parted on the middle and then you had this guy who probably was a tr- like loved the 40s he's got a fucking I got military crew cut yeah and you have him who was beaten <laughs> daily because he's a black guy that's Louis Tiant Craig Nettles made such bad financial decisions with his life he he played until he They're was. They're interviewing f- Craig Nettles at spring training. Yeah. I've I've realized I have to get better at that. Of like when we just start mentioning stuff, I have oh, to be oh. like, oh, this is what we're talking about. Oh yeah, yeah, because people just yeah, it's so be like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, Craig Nettles on TV. Craig Nettles was like, uh, <laughs> he was uh, he made such bad financial decisions. He played, I think, until he was forty four years old. Who's crying? He, he played. He played third base. It's because it's because. Thurman Munson oh, died. Oh, Thurman Munson. Was 79. that your first big sports tragedy? As me- of an athlete dying, it's... It's up there, right? Yeah, it's up there. Yeah. I mean, were you pumped about... Did, here's something I need to know that I just thought of. Yeah. Where were you at when Evil Knievel was flopping around dude, on TV? Dude, dude. <laughs> uh, there are certain names of my childhood that are seared into my skull. Evil Knievel is one of those names. <laughs> Evil Knievel was a social fucking phenomenon. There would be no, there would have been no jackass without Evil Knievel. Okay, I, I don't think pro wrestling would be what Exa- it was. I mean, literally, he was a flat-out showman, an absolute <laughs> showman of just pure hype. I mean, on would the your level, family? I bet families would quell like. Look at those. Look at that fucking stadium. Yeah, that 70s stadium, that's Shea, right? I don't know what that is, man. There, there's some hillbillies. But I feel like that would quell long family feuds of just like, shut the fuck up, evil's on, and then we'll fucking hate <laughs> each other. <laughs> he was... <laughs> but it was like, I remember my first exposure to him. <laughs> I'm glad I brought this up. Uh, ABC's Wide World of Sports. Yeah. That and like Sports World was a knockoff from NBC. Never as good as the original. Wide World of Sports was the sports version of Wonderful World of Disney, right? Well, no, it was basically like, it, it was like sports highlights because you didn't have ESPN. 
You know, it was kind of a cutting edge show where you would get highlights from like soccer games in Italy. You know, it'd be like a week or two old or something, or or you would get highlights of boxing or a little NASCAR maybe sprinkled in there, skiing and like just different things. It was like, like Sports Center. Yeah, exactly. But it was just it was like a but like, one and a half, and then it was here's what happened this month. Yeah, type and, of shit. and like Jim McKay, they would also show old like Ernie Shavers fighting Muhammad Ali. ABCs, why we're sports. Jim McKay. Jim McKay, who did a ABC, like, oh, yeah, that's fucking, that, that's commission. I think they're going through all the. I remember seeing this that. This is Bill Vec, dude. I remember, yeah, this, that's fucking, uh, that's old, old fucking Comiskey. Yeah, they're, that's I Comiskey. Think they're going through all of Bill Vec's fucking gimmicks. Goofies. <laughs> but I also. That guy's li- probably eating a drug lollipop. Of course. I also like the fact that Bill Vec didn't give a shit. I'm like, I want to. Well, make he was show. 90 at this point. Yeah, this is pure <laughs> 1930s baseball. What he was doing right here. We'll get a midget out there. You throw balls at him. <laughs> the whole thing. I guess Bill Vec. Bill Vec. He, he was. He had World War II uh, injuries. Yeah. Like he had. I gave brain injuries. Le- he had his leg blown. San off. Diego chicken. Uh, I remember the chicken well. I went to a soccer game. The Washington Diplomats and the Tulsa Roughnecks NASL game at RFK Stadium, and and the chicken. Why do I went? Because the chicken was there. Because we were going to go see the chicken, and the chicken gave entertainment to you. I liked the chicken. There's the Philly fanatic. But anyway, b- back to uh, uh, Evil Knievel. Yeah. So my first exposure, ABC's Wide World of Sports, and him jumping, <laughs> taking, he's going to take a rocket, go over to the Snake River. He failed. Fa- he I, failed. Oh. It, it, I remember being really anticlimactic and being like six or six or seven and being like, this is not it that just kind of poofed out. right? Yeah, because well, it wasn't. I mean, <laughs> these were not NASA engineers designing. I mean, when you're designing a fucking rocket, like it, there better be some thought that went into that. You know what I mean? There's, you literally just put a, a motor on a tube. Like, we'll get my mechanic out here. Work some of triumphs that I like to drive. On this the, isn't your dirt you know? bike. I mean, this is like you got to put work into this. And they had a whole like they had like. <laughs> They had a parachute system. I guess the parachute malfunctioned or whatever. I think it got it got it got released because the because the you know the explosion of going off was rattling it so much that it got released and that's what sort of I, maybe I'm wrong, but anyway, the hype for that the hype for Evil Knievel going over the Snake River was talked about. It felt like for weeks beforehand, like it was just. <laughs> and, and in my little kid mind, I'm like, that is like wrestling. They're building to it, and I was this like, literally. <laughs> exactly and it was a bad match well i also matured and grew, grew up and i don't fall for the hype like i used to you would but but i was uh, uh they went over snake river i thought it's looking at waiting i love these plays when they're waiting for the ball to go foul yeah oh you bitch that's rose listen to this music yeah it's like hillbilly jim type shit this is like red skeleton it should be funny he's safe he didn't hit him yeah, they got. They're showing a bunch of like close bloopers. Like, yeah, yeah, like, like it's Dan Dreesen. Dan Dreesen, but no. But so Eva, I thought the river he was going to go over. That's Lee. That's an old Cubs manager. That's not Lee Elia. They had some bum. I think managers. that might be Lee Elia. I tell you what, the Cubs had some bad baseball teams oh, in the seventies. They were, they were kind of mod- oh, here's Gene Mock. I remember seeing the Twins games. This is this. I think is actually in Boston. He's pissed. Those ba- I mean, I love when they empty out the dugout. That's always something like a poor bat boy. This is where we're gonna have a little song. It's good old times at the that's ball old game. Yankee Stadium, right? Yes. Snake River. I thought it was a river filled with snakes. Like my <laughs> six year old mind was <laughs> like, "There's literally." I'm like, "This is fucking amazing." He's gonna die. He's, he's literally gonna. Are we gonna see Evo die tonight? It, it's literally. It was like hundreds of thousands. Poor of Adam. Snakes. 
Walter Payton had just rushed for 275 yards. Evil no, King Evil was on the precipice of death. It was actually before. It was a little before that time. But yeah, yeah. But yes, it was like six <laughs> years old. I mean, Evil Knievel, impression. You know what I imagine that? I imagine a six-year-old body with your adult head on it <laughs> and you just being upset, like crying <laughs> that Walter Payton's just triumphing over the fucking Vikings. I, I, him, there, there was a couple players with those early years of watching sports <laughs> from like 77. Where you're like, fuck this guy. I, I still I always get, forget that they've been in the, in the division together. Who? That the Bears and Vikings. Oh, absolutely. Like you've seen Bear games. Oh, a ton of Bear games. A ton of Bear games. My Bears knowledge is pretty good. I got pretty good old school Bears knowledge. They're an odd franchise. They have moments and flashes yeah. where they're good, but they're just... They're They've weird. honestly... That's how great they were pre-80s. like 80s. Dude, they want... In the 40s, the Bears were the team of well, the NFL. they're still kind of riding off that because Pat, Pat McAfee made a good point. They won nine championships. The Bears have never been relevant in the modern era. Except for the, well, the 85. Except Bears. for 85. Yeah, the 85. Uh, uh, from 84 to 89, the Bears were a very good football team. They averaged 12 wins a season for five years. For, no, for six years. They won 72 games in six years. They were a do- in a very tough era of football. Yeah, they should have won uh, more Super Bowls. They should have in the era of the Giants, in the era of the, of the Niners, you know, and then the era of like the Redskins, too, who were very good teams. So, they had, I mean, it's, so it's, let's say the Bears beat. San Francisco in 84. Do they win the Super Bowl? They would have had to play Marino. Yeah. And uh, they, they, I remember watching Marino kind of had their number. I, I watched that game, and the Bears weren't good enough to win it all yet. They had Steve Fuller. They had their backup playing. Now, here's McMahon was perpetually injured. Here's my next question. McMahon being healthy in all of 85 is the reason because why they won. Because the Dolphins' the defense was great, fluke lost. Where the fuck is that stadium? Th- that's Baltimore. That, that's what it was. That, that's what they had. It was just like kind of a park sort of. I remember going to many games there. So Memorial many Stadium games. beyond the fence, it was just like grass. Yeah, yeah. There was. They put bleachers up later, like early 70s. They just was grass. By the late 70s, they put in some bleachers for football. I saw some Baltimore Colt games up there against the Chiefs. Nice. <laughs> uh, my brother, 15 years old, my brother was such a smart ass. He had such a lip. He still is a, has a sharp tongue. He's a sharp tongue. 15 years old. Watch Chief Colts. Was game. he a Chiefs My fan? Bro- yes. So he was very happy about. We talked about it a little bit today, but the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. You know, and uh, <laughs> does he does he have my same concerns about them building being able to pay Mahomes and build a team? Oh, he's just like listen. They're he's not going to take a pay cut. Like, they're not going to do it every year. They can't. It's impossible to have. A, but yeah. if he's healthy, they got another two or three in him. You know, over the next fifteen years, mm-hmm. twelve years. Like, and, and my brother is a hardened cynical sports fan sports reporter he's, he's like for the washington he's like, post we, he's finally like we got our guy he's like, like i don't have like to, i don't have to worry about the chiefs yeah he's like he's like this guy's a special talent you know if he stays healthy if he stays healthy which you don't know in football you know so his kneecap off is like this year yeah yeah that's why they don't run that play anymore but my point is is um uh with uh with sports, we were talking about. We're talking about. I well, my next question. We we're talking about if the Bears could beat the Dolphins in '84. No, no, because the, the 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 Bears weren't good enough. They weren't good enough to do. Now, it. Uh, Niners were were very were a dominant football team. If the team. Dolphins played the Bears in the '85 Super Bowl, that would have been an epic game. And the Dolphins lost in the AFC Championship game. And I remember I was happy about that because the Patriots to, were a shitty team. Yeah, well, they, it was they, like one of those like who the fuck. I, I actually liked the Patriots back then. 
because I like some of their players. They had a they had a decent roster like in the late seventies, early eighties. They had like a guy named John Hanna who uniformly has agreed to be one of the greatest offensive guards ever. Nineteen seventy eight, they ran for the most yards in football history until this year's Ravens. They ran for thirty the Patriots. Yes, in seventy eight because they had a great offensive line. John Hanna was amazing, and they had like. They had six guys who ran for like 500 yards or 425. Steve Grogan, you know, all these guys, whatever. Sam Tony Bam Eason Cunningham. was their big. Yeah, Eason he was, was number one overall. Well, Grogan was number one overall. No, right? no, Grogan wasn't. Eason was. Eason played at Illinois. He wasn't. He was a first round pick. He, he was part. He was a. Uh, he was like in the class after the, the Bears hurt 83. him in the game. Grogan had to come in. I, I hated that Super Bowl because I hated. The I Bears. imagine. Uh, I was just gonna ask when the Patriots beat the Dolphins. Everybody kind of like, oh, that sucks. Yeah, sorry, dude. Uh, yeah, dude. It, it, it was like um, like everybody wanted it to be Bears Dolphins. I actually was happy because I hated the Dolphins because I I'm a Viking fan. The Dolphins beating the Vikings in the Super Bowl, Super Bowl eight. Even though I don't remember the game, it's like uh, there's certain teams I don't like. Like, and that's one of the teams I don't like is the Dolphins. I like them more now because they've sucked for so long. It's crazy <laughs> how much they suck. Well, they're, they're as bad as the Lions and the Browns. They, they they're, suck. I, like we talked about a couple weeks ago, they're a cautionary tale for the Chiefs. They never got a team around Marino. Well, you, well, you know, it's interesting they, they weren't able the to do 90s. that. It was weird. It's interesting that they weren't able to do that. Those because O.J. McDuffie teams. They, you know, he, he blew his Achilles tendon in 93, and he was a little different of a football. He wasn't quite as good. Foster was the MVP in 77. George Foster. I love 50 these, home runs. I love these, like, spring training testimonials. <laughs> yeah, just... We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna play hard this year, <laughs> and we're going to crack our bats and slap <laughs> our gloves and... You know, exactly. <laughs> so, here, so here's the deal. We were talking... Oh, yeah, with, with, with the, the Bears... That 85 team, you know, it's just, and the Patriots, if the Bears would have played the Dolphins, I actually think the Bears would have destroyed them. I think they would they have been. They would have been hot from they that They would have loss. been fucking, they would have been, we are one, I mean, they were already motivated. It would have been like death motivated. It would have been 46 to 10. Well, I mean, or, 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 I mean, they would have been like, Marino, you can get rid of the ball. And, and they were smart. They did a smart, they would have done the same thing. They just spread the Bears out and created space. They had small receivers and hit timing routes. Extreme, just get the ball up. Get it up. And, and Marino is the perfect quarterback to combat that defense. And it was on AstroTurf, but you know something? The Bears would have killed I them. also think that loss in the season came at a time where the Bears had that streak on their head. Yeah. And like, it was late in the season. They were tired. They were like, at that point, I think they were trying to go undefeated. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and they lost in Miami, man. And Steve you know Fuller I mean? was playing quarterback. So, and, and they Fuller still was good, though. Won. Fuller was deep. I, I mean, like, him. for that team, like, in that system, like, Fuller yeah. was a – he – uh, he played well yeah, in he, substitution. He li- point is, he listened to Ditka's conservative ass. Where Ditka uh, got shit out of Flutie and well, Tom's ass and shit. Yeah, shit is right. But I, I can tell you, McMahon and when McMahon... Tom Zach was the quarterback of the Bears for what, like until 90? Oh, I remember him p- playing a lot. I, it, it was like post-Flutie, post-McMahon. But he also played sometimes because McMahon was hurt all the time. McMahon got traded, I think, or yeah. Si- Tom Zach and Harbaugh went Chargers. back and forth. He played for the Chargers, actually. Tom Zach and Harbaugh went back and forth until Harbaugh got the yeah. job. Yeah, and then Harbaugh was a Harbaugh was a decent enough quarterback, and then they got Kramer. Harbaugh basically left town and went to ball or to Indianapolis because Didco, you know, basically ran him on it. He he, he destroyed his confidence in Chicago. By his meltdown against the Vikings in '92 that we've talked about before, because uh, Harbaugh did a, uh, a uh, 
an audible when they were up 20 to nothing in the fourth quarter. Oh, and they lost the game, They lost right? 21-20, you know, and the Vikings. And I remember I was watching that, that game. That was Dennis Green's first year, right? Yes, and it was, a, it was a very pivotal game in the year because the Vikings were 3-1 and one and they were on the rise. And I was watching some of that game and they were getting beat and I was just pissed off. And I was at a buddy of mine's chili party the night before, and I left in a huff. Chili like, party? Yeah, he had these chili parties. We'd have like a big annual chili party. You get, all, you get all drunk and eat chili and then have bad gas the next day. Ooh. So then uh, I remember I, went, I was living in Evanston in, in my then-girlfriend's brother's closet. <laughs> I had so little money. I had fucking nothing. Like, literally, I had like, I'm not lying, Keith. I, I had at one point $29. That's fun. You've probably had those moments, I imagine. Crow, that's having money. <laughs> sorry, so uh, sorry, dude. Because I know what it's like, and I was like, <laughs> I've had, and I, and I, I took the until red line. today. I had twenty six cents. Oh God, you actually got paid. Uh, well, Alicia threw me some cash, but I should be getting paid. Oh, let me check. Want to want to hear the pivotal moment? Yeah. We'll do a live on air check reading. Jesus. Here's the. Now we're at the We Are Family. Uh. Expos, Expos, are, Expos had a great. They were a good team. They had a great the, outfield. The, the Hawk. Uh, they had Warren Cromarty, Ellis Valentine, and Andre Dawson. Gary Carter, the deceased Gary Carter. He died. Oh yeah, he's a, he had he had a brain tumor. He died a couple. Seven hundred twenty-four dollars. Good for you, man. You, you know, good for you. But no, my point is, I was taking the L, the red line, up from like. I don't know where it was somewhere. Red line stop. I don't know. I think I took the. I don't know what it was. Red line up into Evanston, and I remember the Vikings were losing twenty to nothing when I left this. Uh, the next morning, I was like, "Fuck it, I'm going home." Man. So I go home, and I could hear people like I, I, I was walking back to my apartment or the, the, the closet, you know, in Evanston, and I could hear someone yelling, "God damn it!" And I was like, "The Vikings are coming back in the game." They're co- and, and I, I got into my into the apartment. And, and they fucking scored a touchdown to go up twenty one nothing, and I just yelled out my window, "The Bears suck!" I just yelled that. <laughs> it was a real moment of triumph. I just screaming it out a window because it was like. <laughs> and how many years like had you been anticipating like they're losing their edge? Well, yeah, like, the went, end is coming, and that was a pivotal game of. of and that eighty nine. The, they went to the divisional game, right? They uh, the you know, the eighty eight season was. If the you last do some year. mental gymnastics, you can almost convince yourself that the eighty eight Bears could have went to the Super Bowl. Well, yeah, well, but but the the fog game, it, it, the Eagles would have beaten the Bears, and then the Eagles would have played the Niners, and that would have been a very good playoff football game. Niners would have won because the Niners were a great team. They smoked the Bears because it was the fog the week before, and then the week mm-hmm. after it was like butt cold, like super. And cold. the 49ers beat the Bears, and the 49ers beat them twenty eight to three in you know in Soldier Field in the NFC Championship game when they went out and beat the Bengals twenty to sixteen. That wasn't the year that the the Niners beat the uh, the uh, Broncos when they destroyed one of the most boring Super Bowls ever won. Fifty. Didn't the to year the Giants went in eight and ninety? They played the Bears in the playoffs too, right? Yeah, the, yeah, and, and and yeah, exactly. The Bears, their last. Well, they made it in ninety one, but ninety was the last year I think they won the division actually with Didka. So they were still they still had eighty remnants of eighty five were still on that team, but they didn't have McMahon. They when it really went, started to go bad was when they traded. Uh, when they traded a Willie Galt, Willie Galt was, he would have like 30 receptions. He was a sprinter. He'd have like 30 receptions, but like 10 or 11 touchdowns. And it was like bombs. I mean, against the Vikings, that famous Thursday night game of the 85 season, that was the magical year. That was a pivotal game early in the season when 
um, McMahon came in from being hurt. First pass, seventy-two yard touchdown to Willie Galt. Yeah, McKinnon you know? was the load guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was. More, I mean, their receivers. And McKinnon returned kicks. Yeah, McKinnon was a decent enough player. They still had Peyton, you know, and, and that and that. But you know, they had enough of a receiver Matt core. Matt Suey. Yeah, Matt Suey. And then they had their tight ends were like, I don't know who that was it James Thornton or something or. I, they Emory Moorhead, Moorhead, maybe. Yeah, yeah, they had Moorhead, maybe. Emory, yeah, Emory Moorhead. I remember seeing him play, but but they they were, but Didka was ultra conservative, and I give McMahon credit. Dude, look at that hair whipping around as he's walking around. I, I remember watching that All Star game, seventy eight. It was in was San Diego. In, oh, it was in San Diego. San Diego. So the lighting's very good, you know, because it's daytime. This is still when daytime baseball was like the standard. Oh yeah, you played it a lot, you know. Yeah, well, it's, not many stadiums had lights. Well, no, no, no. Just lights had been integrated into baseball by by the fifties, you know, by the fifties and sixties. So the teams like the Cubs were like, oh, they were an exception when they. I mean, that was, but that was one part of their charm when they went to uh, the lights. It was a big deal. I remember watching that first game got rained out. Love how they're rolling the credits. Listen to this. Music. Look at those stirrups, dude. Oh, yeah, was, yeah, you you wore that was the look. I remember like when I. Because now the stripes are just on the socks, but that was back when they actually connected. Like you just wore yep. regular socks, and then, and then the you strap. had the strap like a fucking like a later hosen. Yeah, like a baseball later hosen. Yep. So that was it. That yeah. was the thing. Jim Palmer was a very good. Well, pitcher. the Orioles' rotation were. This is '91. This VHS came out. Uh, what a weird so, date for 70s baseball. We're going to put together a compilation of 70s baseball in so 1991. So the Orioles had a four-man rotation in the 70s, right? Oh, yeah, and they, they were a great team. It they was were, fucking uh, Stone. No, Stone. No. Stone wasn't in that rotation. That, that was, the late 70s was different than the early 70s. Okay. The only connection was Jim Palmer was in both. Okay. Early He's 70s. a politician now, right? No, no. He was a jockey underwear model. Because he was like this handsome guy. He was very much a 70s like stud guy. Very hairy. A lot of hairy chest, you know. So he was, uh, the Orioles won it in 66, 70, and in 83. And then they went in 79. Uh, they won the division for about a 16-year period. They were like the class of baseball. When I was a kid, the Orioles were a great baseball team. Late 70s, Mike Flanagan won a Cy Young in 1979. Scott McGregor left-handed also pitched in the 83 team that won the world series he pitched in 79 too they had jim palmer back then who was their stud and then they had dennis martinez you probably remember dennis martinez pitched for the expos and they lived with yes and and he was he was from nicaragua he was great but he had a problem with the fire water (laughs) so so he he kind of drank himself and then when he sobered up you can see the dulling of the colors from the 70s to the 80s i just i just clicked on baseball in the 80s yep and like you just see the filtering, like we're gonna scale it back a yeah. little bit. We're getting back to hard nosed baseball. Yeah, and, and just like you know, it's good for the we lights. let the minorities have the seventies. Yeah, <laughs> and we saw where it cost Hawk. us, and it cost us Roberto Clemente, um, Andre Dawson. We're going after Eric Shaw. Sporting news. I, I tell you, so getting eighty two. That was the MVP. Schmidt. I saw. I saw. He was the, great. I, I saw the Phillies playing eighty. He's the th- greatest third baseman ever, right? I'll never. Yeah, actually, yeah, him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, actually, he is. He truly is. He won several MVPs. I remember seeing it was the second game of the season. That Dale Murphy. Yeah, he won two MVPs, eighty two, eighty three. Um, I remember <laughs> in nineteen eighty going to the second Phillies game. They were playing the Expos. So it was a day after opening day. There's like I don't know. There's probably sixteen grand in the stadium. 
in Philly. We were sitting in the, in the 700 seats, which I'm sure were like three and a half bucks or something. I'm 11 years old. My brother's 15. That's when your parents did. Hey, just go to the game. Your 15-year-old brother will Still, look after yeah. you. You know, and you'll come back. and 15-year-old you know, brother, you know, he tried to kill you. Even though, <laughs> I remember sitting next to him, like, watching the game. And I'm like, what's that? Oh, look fl-? at this big steroided horse right here. <laughs> and I was like, panning up on Canseco. Yeah, oh, he was an athlete, boy. This, the, I have memories of this. I, I was probably at this game. Oh, this was your prime, dude. You had your fingers and pussy at this point. Yes, I, was j- j- uh, I, was, I was a bit <laughs> of a dork. A bit of yeah, in '86 I wanted to, but I, I didn't. I, I was too. I, I had finger blasted by then, but uh, but <laughs> I, I was pretty sexually frustrated at that age. Look how so, fast he was. That's when he became the forty forty guy in '88. I was a, I was, a, I was now a, that was incredible, right? Oh, that was a threshold, threshold. But the point I want to get back to my 1980 sitting in in, in the seats in, in Philly. You know, yeah. Philly's Expos game. I'm like, what's that smell? We were in the cheap seats, and there were people just blowing dubs all around <laughs> us. And I was 11 years. I had no you idea. You probably what was felt going like, on. why? Like, I've, did you feel unsafe or cool? No, like, no, oh, no, this no. is badass. No, it was just. It was just like, well, I haven't experienced this before. It was just sort of new. There's Ricky. That's the 82. That 82. 1982. Is this young Ricky. Yeah, yeah. This is this is when he stole a hundred and uh, whole stone. I think it was, what was it? Uh, was it a hundred? He's a hundred and thirty-five stolen bases and see. My brother worked concessions this game, no August twenty-seventh, nineteen eighty-two. My brother was selling selling concessions. A's. Yeah. Now this is, this is return when he, Ricky, right? No, like no, 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 no. This is when he got his name. And then the return Ricky was in eighty-nine. Which okay. Was, I was hyperventilating when they got him. It was <gasps> Ricky? They're gonna win the World Series, and they did. Uh, I was working as an intern in D.C. Were you pissed when they got rid of Ricky Henderson the first time? First time. It was it was just like I saw they got five players for him. It was and a I good was like, it was a good trade. They got like Jose Rijo and Tim Burtzis, who was a pitcher, got <laughs> Stan Javier, and they also got like uh, Jay Howell, who actually was a decent reliever for like three or four years. They got some players Vince for him. Vince Coleman, but when they got him back, it was a good move. It was a very good move, you know. Cardinals were good in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Good, and they played small ball. They ran a lot. You know, it was probably boring as fuck. Who was that? Ozzy uh, Smith, who uh, the who, Wizard of Oz. Yeah, yeah, for the Cardinals back then. Yeah, we're going through eighties like, baseball. Had now. like twelve home Steve runs. Steve Garvey, whole one of my least favorite players of all time. Yeah, I fuck kn- him. He I he do. was on the Padres team that fucked up the Cubs. Yeah, absolutely. He hit the home run off Lee Smith. You know, to win the game, the f- game four, he hit a walk off to win, and and they should have won game. F- that's a pretty epic choke, actually, man. When I look back on that, I remember being, I was a sophomore in high school. Because everybody was probably like, oh, the Cubs are finally going back to the World Series. Oh, oh, I mean, and they it were. It was just unquestionable. They were a, and, and they had they had changed their front office. They got a new manager. They got Dallas yeah, Green. Yeah, Dallas they made Green some was good my tra- guy, dude. They, they, they made some good trades. They put some money into the team. They put $12 million of repair into Wrigley because. They got Sutcliffe's drunk ass from the Indians. Dude, you have to. Yeah, and you have to. I remember they traded for him. They Didn't he go him. undefeated the second he half of the year? He was 16-1. and one. He won that. He won the Cy Young. Because if you look at that season, he was like sixteen and eighteen. Yeah, they traded. They <laughs> traded Mel Hall and Joe Carter, and everybody was you like, know? "What the fuck are you doing?" But 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 they they basically mortgaged the future. They're like, "Fuck it, we're gonna." And he came in and he won the Cy. That team and they had Sandberg. They had put money because Wrigley used to be rough. Larry Boa. They put money into it. Ron Say. You know, and they were going to be good. You know, so and they were they were good. They got an MVP and a Cy Young. I still watch that game against the Pirates when they clinch the division. Sometimes, <laughs> Sutcliffe 
fucking pitched his dick off. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that game. The Pine Tar game. I used I had that I had that sport I was talking about that sporting news this week. Sticky <laughs> with situations. My brother. <laughs> so it was too high up on the bat, right? Yes. There's a, a, a he he had like it was like twenty four inches and it's I think the plate's twenty two or eighteen and they measure it to home plate and they're like, No, you're out. He hits a homer off Goose Gossage in the top of the ninth. This is the playoffs, no, right? No, it's not the playoffs. He did it in the playoffs in eighty. Brett, Brett was a real Yankee killer. It's part of the reason why Brett's respected so much is old New York writers remember how great he was. He had a three-home run game in the playoffs. So Goose told him to check the bat. No, no. The, the, oh, uh, look how high up it, it is. Bill, it was Billy Martin had him check the bat. Why is it like against the rules to have that high I, up? It, it's some goofy thing. Billy Martin. Billy Martin. Look, I love this. He flies off the fucking handle. <laughs> Billy Martin literally. I think he had to get. T- Some guy had to grab him. Yeah. Billy Martin, <laughs> Billy Martin did every, he was like Bill Belichick. He would do every angle to try and win a game. He would do hidden ball tricks. They'd steal home all the time. He would do the goofy baseball things. They had, they, they, they called them out, and they actually played the game over it. Oh, no. no, 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 they called it a home run. And then they had to play the bottom of the ninth like two months later. And, and, and Martin just protested it and put like all these bums in. They had, they had to play the start, they play the game back. It was on an off day. Oh, there we go. Is he out? Did he hit all the did he hit all the bases when he did his home run trot? Can you tell that? Like, what an asshole Billy Martin is. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, totally trying to ex- extend it out and make him go through all the rules because they made him go back and play the game two months later. Isn't that a bizarre game? That's wild. You know? Because now they just bring the players back on the field and you redo it. Well, no, they called them out, and then that was the end of the game because they clinched because they won the game. It was out. It was the third out. It ended the game, you know? So why did they replay it? Well, because the commissioner came in and said, come on, he had a home run. So Because it was the top of the ninth when it happened, so they replayed the bottom of the ninth. Oh, they so they're saying five, like four. the game's tied. Like No, the game's 5-4 oh, Royals. Okay. So he, that was a, that was, I mean, that was going to put them ahead. And then there was a big debate going on. That's why, and uh, it went back to four three. It went back to four three, and they had to play the rest of the game. The Royals ended up winning the game, but the so Yankees. Then the commissioner was like, "No, it's five four. It's five four. Yeah, top of the ninth with two outs. That's stupid. Yeah, it's, it was Bo- Bowie Kuhn was not a respect. Listen, the, the whole goofy thing with we're gonna make the All Star game matter. You know, the, the league that wins it gets home field advantage. That was horrible. Well, why not the team with the best record? There's how, actually how a great one, YouTube you know? video about how that what if they tie? about how you that affected. Break, right? There's like four or five World Series that that rule really fucked with. It's stupid because there there were teams rule. that there were teams that might have won some World Series because they had that home field advantage and they weren't the better team. Yeah. They only oh, yeah. got it because they're National League or of whatever. Won the the All Star game. Well, baseball. That, that's why we own Ben all, Sheets. When, when it's, is, There's is Tiger that Stadium. Let's no, Tiger Stadium. Tiger Stadium looks like a fucking old ship, an old yeah. steamship. What well, was around from like 1960 to like 2005 to, or something? No, to 99. I saw him play in 1999. But it, but even after they play, after they left 14. it, it took them a while to knock it down. Yeah, like it was, it, God, it was it up was, for uh, about six years after they. It was just sitting there. I'll never forget watching a game there. The upper deck had an outfield had an upper deck. Yeah. It, it sat like it was 440 to center field. It was a massive was stadium. You know? I remember in 98, Sammy Sosa hit a fucking homer in the second deck of the outfield. And I yeah. was like, dude, this guy is fucking jacked. On well, well, I mean, in left and right field, you could do it. If you did that in center field, you gave the ball a ride. You gave it a pull ride. It Larry Parrish was a good third baseman for the uh, Expos. 
He was a decent player. This was the 80s. I will give credit to be the era of the powder blue uniform. Well, yeah, uh, certainly the early 80s, yes, because it was was a throwback to the 70s. I mean, you get a ticket for the ball game? Who's the Billy Martin? You mean you're managing the A's again? We're going to play Billy ball. When he came to them in 80 and 81, it was like they went to the playoffs in 81. It was like, oh, my God. Because they were trash before that, right? The triple A's. My brother remembers the three World so, Series. I don't. Oh, yeah. I keep So they won three in the early 70s. Then they were hot garbage. Yeah. They were competitive from 70 to 76. When did they have Ricky? Oh, they got Ricky. I saw, him, I saw him play his rookie year in 79. Okay. I saw him play. like I looked it up. I saw him play like in his 12th game ever. And I remember seeing him go from first to third base on a single. They got two hit that game. They got two hit that game. We're watching one of the fake arguments between Billy Martin and I always thought this was real when I was a kid. Yeah, you know, no, it, it, it was it was all. You like, haven't even hired me yet. <laughs> was, yeah, it was really this. God, look at that. It still looks like that. Well, well, yeah, there's more stuff around it, but yeah, they, but they 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 you can tell it's a time lapse. Like we're gonna make it look better. You know, we're gonna play. Yeah, it. the lights that first rained out the the rain out game. I watched that game. Where they're watching. Where Phil they're Bradley around. led the game off with a home run. For the Cubs? Or no, for, no, no, for the for the Phillies, you know. The Phillies were good this year, right? 88, no, they, were, they, weren't, they weren't bad, but they weren't. It was still two when divisions. was the All-Star game in Chicago? 83, Comiskey. Which, which uh, the, the I America, think it was at Wrigley in like 89 or something yeah, it was like in that. 90, it was in 90. Okay. I remember watching that with this woman that I was trying to bed <laughs> in college. God, what the hell was her name? Is that Cleveland? Yeah, that was when the 81 strike ended. They had the All-Star game. They opened with the All-Star game after the strike season. Look at that fucking hair, dude. Yep, yeah. This Still coming off some of them 70s dudes. Absolutely. Yeah, and big hair was still... Big hair was big in the 80s, you know? Yeah, people were getting permed up. A lot of puffy mustaches. Yep. Yeah, like Gary Carter, he... Uh, ooh, ooh. He got traded to the Mets. That was a key trade for the Mets when they got Gary Carter. And they also got Keith Hernandez. Look at old Comiskey. I saw a game there, It was too. a good-looking park. As far as your old stadiums, it's the underrated of the old ones mm-hmm. that I went to. I thought it was a pretty good old... Yeah, this is the 83 all... Because the American League won for the first time in 13... Or since, since 71, since 12 years. I watched that at the beach in North Carolina with my dad and a friend of mine. Friend of the family. Watched, I watched chunks of that game. My dad was just getting <laughs> liquored up on gin and tonics. Those like, Angels uniforms are so boring. Yeah, oh, candlestick, the stick. Have you ever been there? Never went to the stick. Never went. I didn't. My West Coast was not. You know, I I didn't go to the. The first time I went to, to California was when the A's were in the in the playoffs. Fucking Fernando's fucking Puerto Rican ass. Well, he's Mexican. Yeah, I know. I know. Jesus, I know. The '84 All Star Game. I remember watching this. Gooden was a phenomenon. Nineteen, yeah. year, nineteen years old. He loved the booger sugar. Oh yeah. And one of the few players that it, it like ruined his career. Oh, it like truly, he, didn't, he didn't play well when he was on Coke. Yeah, if you strawberry him, still hit dingers. Did, when you you've seen you've seen the strawberry Gooden like thirty yeah. for thirty produced by Appetown. Uh When you watch it, I mean, strawberry seems to be somewhat. I mean, he's kind of dealt with it, I think, and he's the cancer thing, and he's very matter of fact. Doc is still Doc fucking is, around. Doc, Doc's like pretty twitchy, and like he's a pretty tense guy. You know what I mean? Like you, you can tell he's not. He, he's a he's a bit of a uh, tortured soul. You know, so it's uh, Tim Range. That, that was the '87 All Star Game. I, was, I graduated from high school. That I year. was in this world at that point. Yeah. How does yeah. that make you feel? 
to know that your future old. that your future podcast partner was yeah, yeah. suckling look on. At where, look at where my life has ended up, dude. You're making yeah. great money. Yeah, well, you could live you could live in a loft downtown, but you're frugal. Yeah, I could, but I, I don't want to fucking do that. Fuck. I mean, you I could guess walk I could. to work, dude. Fucking Bo, dude, crushing yeah. dingers. You know what's funny? Because he was such a great athlete. He was game. he was not that good of a baseball player. Like he oh, yeah, was, he really was but him. he yeah. was just average. If he would have focused purely on baseball, he could have been a very good. Player. He's good because he ran on the on the wall and caught the ball. He had, he, no, he threw. No, he also threw too. Like he threw it from like he, he got a ball, went, jumped up on the fence and pushed off and threw a guy out. Threw Harold Reynolds out at home plate, trying to score from first base. You know, on what what he thought was a double to left field. And he was able to. I mean, he was he was a phenomenal athlete. That's also something I feel like that died in the '80s was the crazy 1920s like outstretched batting stance where yeah. you just you hold it back and you wiggle the stick back there, kid, <laughs> and then you swing it around, you choke up on it, hold it in the middle of the bat. Yeah, Bob Brenly's bitch ass. <laughs> yeah, I could not. I was a bad baseball player. I was a good hitter. I, I couldn't I, field for dick. I could not hit. I couldn't hit. I could actually field. I could feel a little bit. I can catch the ball a little bit. Couldn't but play I, the outfield. Not good at not good at catching fly balls, Crow. Yeah, I actually willed it into existence. I have few athletic triumphs in my life. It's literally maybe five. When I look back and say, that's a good memory I had of doing accomplishing something in we sports. Killed the pigeon. I got the yips when I got older though, because when I was in Little League, I played third base and catcher. And so then, you had an arm. And then as I got older, like when I got in the Bay Ruth League. I couldn't. I just something about because it was it was a, I it was very jarring for me going from little league to like pony league, big kids baseball yeah. of like oh some of these kids throw like eighty miles an hour yeah and I'm only because I was good enough to where they would promote me early like if they needed a player I would play in the pony league and I was still in little league wow and I remember being like like dude some of these people throw seventy five miles an hour and yeah. I'm nine years old yeah. Or whatever you probably were twelve. I was in fourth grade, but well, so I was I was nine. Pony was th- Pony was thirteen. Yeah, I was playing with thir- they. My coach needed a player. Wow, like that's how good crow. That's how hard I would hit baseballs. Wow, I could hit. You. I could hit a ball, dude. Yeah, I could probably still get behind one. Yeah, my dad just taught me how to fucking bang dingers. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> but I remember being, and then even when I turned thirteen, like I never adjusted to fast pitches. Yeah, it's uh, you know I didn't play enough, and my brother was a decent baseball player. I, it's funny, my parent. I played basketball when I was young. I, I there was something about the, the temperament of baseball. I, I just did not. I, I was too tense, um, and I would grip that fucking bat, Keith. I was sawdusting that bat. I mean, it was just like yeah. I could not early re- crocious anger coming yeah, out on that baseball. I could not bat. relax. I could not just. And with baseball, I always played, but I always hated this. We're going to gag it up. Rick Dempsey, he's a brewer in a rain delay. Fucking Ronald Reagan. So, in the 89 All-Star game, yes. So oh, uh, they let him call the inning and wait, shit. Wait, call an inning because yeah, he, he, was not, he was the ex-president. I lived in, I lived in D.C. That was talked about in D.C. But, yeah, it, it was... Um, um, no, what was I talking about again but with, but before the Rick Dempsey thing about... Uh, I can't remember what I was talking about. With baseball, oh, athletes. I always played better basketball when it was like this like the third game third pickup game because i was i basically got the anxieties and everyone I was else was tired kind of tired and i still had energy 
and I, and I, I, I would always have like my best game that third game, you know, which was like at an eleven point game, I'd hit like three or four shots. You know what I mean? Early big cat. So uh, yeah, Galarraga. But I remember like uh, I have few, but I have one good athletic triumph of baseball. What? It was Babe Ruth was fifteen years old. And, and and my good friend at the time was actually a very good baseball player. He wanted me to play. I was like, okay, I'll fucking try and play. And his old man drafted me, and I just wasn't that good. I'm talking about catching that ball in the outfield, and I was going to play first base, but they were just like, I, they, he just didn't feel it with me, so he put me to the outfield. And, and I didn't really know how to catch the ball, but I was like, fuck, I got to play, so I got to. So I literally was like, I got to start catching the baseball well. And all of a sudden, it was like, I just focused. And I was able to just catch the ball in the outfield a lot consistently time and time and you know catch 18 balls in a row 20 balls in a row 12 balls in a row mm-hmm. occasionally you might drop one but catch it enough you know well first game of the season we were playing extra inning game and, we're, and we were playing a pretty good team we were up eight to seven the bases were loaded high scoring game yeah eight to seven bases were loaded Darren Blang was up, who played Division One baseball for Wisconsin. Oh shit! And I wonder what he's doing loaded. now. Oh, he's probably lives. He's he's a, he's probably a bit of a name up. In probably that died of liver cirrhosis. No, his old man was a successful attorney up in Eau Claire. He went to Catholic school. He's a good kid. I liked him. He's a good enough guy. I hung with him a little bit. He's a nice guy. Pretty square, but a good enough guy. Uh, and he was uh, he was up. Bases were loaded. Three two count. And I'm playing left field. The fucker hits a screamer in the gap. I mean, it was like, oh, shit. And it was, it was riding, too. It was like, this ball might have a chance to fucking get out of here, you know? And I was like, but I immediately caught it, and I immediately got, got on it, and I was on the warning track. I could hear the fucking say. I don't know if you guys heard across. it, but Crocious <laughs> jiggled his little feet. Yeah, I, he I, patted I tapped his feet. He gave, he gave us a little twinkle toe. Exactly. And I remember, I got, and I remember the center fielder was like, "You got to get back on it, Adam. You got to get back." And he, he was yelling at me, and, and I reached across my body and I fucking caught that ball in the webbing on the warning track to win the game. We won eight to seven. Fuck and I remember yeah. I was like, but I kept talking. I was like, I made that catch today. I talked about it the entire night. My buddy and I went out to eat with my my my, uh, my stepfather. Went nice. To, went to a chicken chasers in Fall Creek, Wisconsin. Got a big chicken dinner. You know, it was just, and we were just. Talking about the game, it was it was an accomplishment. So you know? my greatest little league triumph was, uh, I was I played for the Orioles, and uh, my friend Andy played on the Pirates. And I remember because I was a fat kid. Yeah. When I joined the baseball league, they didn't trust that I could hit. Like I would tell him, like, no, I could hit, dude. Like I play with my dad all the time. Like, <laughs> I love the fat athlete. <laughs> like he taught me how to hit. And I remember. It's <laughs> hilarious. Matt Stairs. Because they're good, man. Because fucking Matt some Stairs. Some of those fat guys, if they're light on their feet. You need a Matt Stairs. Yeah, absolutely. On oh, baseball, too. Jesus yeah. Christ. Back um, then. But I remember we played the Pirates and Andy was pitching. And I remember I fucking. Uh, there was a guy on first and second. And I fucking whacked a fucking. It turned into be a triple, but it was a double. And I remember. Uh, my dad was umping because one of the umps didn't show up. So they were like, hey, does one of the dads want to ump? So <laughs> I'll my, give it a whirl. So my dad's half drunk umping in his street clothes. Uh, God. And then uh, so I slide into second and my dad notices that the outfielder juggles the ball and he goes, big guy, run. Oh, really? Yeah, and I yeah, got yeah. to third and got a triple and cleared the bases, and my team won, and I just remember feeling so good because it was off the friend who like would make fun of me for being fat. Yeah. And I just remember being like, dude, I told you I could hit. 
Good for I you, got Because he threw a fucking fastball right over the middle of fucking yep. lollipop. He thought he was going to fucking spool it past speed you. me. Yeah, yeah. And I was just fucking metal bat fucking screamer. Right Where did it the, go? Where did it go? Right center or left center? Left center. Ooh, triple to left center. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was only a triple because my dad told me to fucking exactly. run. That's cool. Uh, and he whispered it. Uh, and then later that season in the that see the way that it wasn't so left wing to where everybody won, but it was getting to be where like yeah. the playoffs was a round robin tournament. Like you were able to lose one game in the playoffs. Yeah. And I remember we played the Marlins and uh, they were on us the whole fucking game. And we slowly came back and fucking we had this one little piece of shit named tyler offered oh god he was a good what he is was it with your generation like the name tyler anyway but he was a little shrimp dude he was one of those kids that played baseball but it was like dude you shouldn't be out here yeah yeah like you're just here to make friends yeah yeah so we're up late in the game last inning dude hits a screamer almost like you and it goes to tyler and we're all like oh fuck this little son of a bitch Runs it out and stabs the ball, and we win. Were people just like, yeah? We were so happy. <laughs> and then the next game, we lost, and we were s- crushed, dude. Yeah. We cried so hard, and yeah. my mom took me out for ice cream. Yeah, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, man, that's... Uh, he even caught it like the glove was hanging half off his hand. <sighs> like, he, like... Like, it was, it was, it was in doubt. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. dude, he was a total fucking... He was this weird, meek little kid. He came over to my house one time, and... My mom cooked him like three things for dinner and he didn't like any of it. He Ooh. was like this picky eater and he would put stuff in his mouth and like shake his head. Ooh. Yeah. God. Yeah. You're. It ended up not being fun. Have you ever invited one of your friends over and then he comes over and you're just like, oh, you suck. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like you're not fun. I haven't had that in a lot. Len Barker pitched a perfect game in 1981. That the, the tribe was so stupid. The tribe wanted to trade Brad Comments. And Nick Asaski, I think. <laughs> I think Nick Asaski could have been a fucking red. For Len Barker, they wouldn't do it. It was a stupid, I mean, because Len Barker lived off this. He pitched a perfect game. And he's like, oh, I'm your guy. He, so. he prob- Len Barker probably won like 60 games in his career. You know what I mean? Like he was not a, here's Mike Witt. He, he, he threw an, a no-hitter, I think. Or maybe, oh, it was a perfect game. I think game that's too. what we're, they're going into is it, perfect games of the 80s. Yeah, he's like Bobby Gritch. Yeah, this was the last game of the season. Well done, Texas Polite Fans channel. Oh, well done effort. Tom Browning. You hated the Reds in the Of course, 80s, right? man, because they beat the A's in 90, you know? With well, and that, was, in, that was a far less superior team to the fucking A's. The A's. Well, the, the Reds had it's that bullpen. It was a seven game and the Reds had a bullpen. And they had Jose Rio. When you have a seven game, it wasn't a 13 game series, it was a seven game series. So it's like. Jose Rio, you, you, the good, Isn't the good that, team. You have, if you have one good starting pitcher, if you have three good pitchers, you can win a seven-game World Series. Two starters and one reliever. The, the Twins did it in '87. They had Jeff Rudner as a closer, Burp Blylevin, and Frank Viola. They had three fucking pitchers. That was it, and they won the World Cubs Series. Cubs had Kyle Hendricks, fucking uh, uh, beard guy. Why don't I ever know his name? Not anymore? Lester. No, uh, he was good that year. Oh, Arietta. Arietta yeah. and fucking Aroldis Chapman. Yeah. Those were their three. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you can do it, you know? So it's like, look at those Sox uniforms, man, on the road. Oh, is this when Lions' Ozzie uniform Gian. falls off? Remember you know, when he pulls his well, pants I it, yeah. down? I think he got offered to pose in Playgirl. <laughs> After that? Playgirl. I remember there was a <laughs> in my dorm, <laughs> when I was in college, we, we had, we had a, uh, uh, you know, it was a um, 
co-ed dorm. So girls on one half, guys on the other. And there was a woman who had a Playgirl magazine that her roommate found. We brought it over to the guys. So we were looking at just busting up. Look hysterical. at this boner, man! <laughs> just being like, but these—it was such a—it was such a weird, like, feminine way of presenting porn. It's always like men in situations, you know. It's like men on a fucking motorcycle, you know. It was like a, as opposed to, just, I, I guess, it was the same thing with like Playboy. But Playboy was like, ah, just show us your tits and ass yeah. in the bush, you know. That's what we want to see. <laughs> <laughs> pretty simple tastes you know here's what it is you know dave steve notorious prick he played for selling he played for the the white Sox in 95 it's like a prickish last name yeah he, he he had like three no hitters that got broke up on the last he had like eight and two thirds oh no that probably ate at him forever he was a, i totally understand why you're an asshole yeah i mean he's a complete he was also he, he pitched for southern illinois he's from illinois Pitch for Southern Illinois, and he, and he had great stuff. Oh, this is a uh, fucking Steve Seaver. Yep, yep. He My dad to... has this on tape. Yeah. Seaver's three hundred. Yeah, he did it in New York too, where he mm-hmm. was a total name. You know, yeah. He, he the guy almost hits a home run for the last out. It's funny, doesn't strike him out. Fisk is the catcher still. It's Don Baylor. Don Baylor. Yeah, he hits. A, he doesn't almost go yard, but he gives it a little bit of a ride. Didn't they have Carlton Fisk too, the Sox? Oh yeah, at that, this yeah, point. that was Fisk. Yeah, and, and Pudge. They, and they still had Luzinski at that. They actually had a pretty good. They had Sox always had teams. Co- yeah in the eighties and and the and ninety three they won the division. Ninety four they would have played in the World Series. Oh yeah, it would have been Expos yeah. White Sox in yeah, the World the, Series. They, they were loaded. Their pitching staff: Jason Beret, Robin Alex Ventura, Ventura, Frank Thomas being the big guy. Uh, they also had Ron Karkovice. Carco, Carco was the catcher. But they had a very good pitching staff. Wilson Alvarez, a Black Jack Jamie McDowell. Navarro. No, no. Black Jack McDowell, Wilson Alvarez, uh, Alex Fernandez, and Jason Beret were their four starting pitchers. I think Roberto Hernandez might have been a closer, you know. And then he won his 300th game, Gaylord Perry in 82. Well, this is when he gets caught, right, this game? No, he's, he, he got, uh, Joe Negro did. I mean, he, no, he got caught. I think Perry, I'm sure P- P- Perry did. It's when he's older, though. Because he's like sweaty, you see him. You see the oil on his body. Yeah, he had a Carlton had a great slider. He was supposed to be a notorious, kind of a weird asshole. Like he lives off the grid in Colorado. He's one of those guys has like solar panels and thinks the world's controlled by twelve Zionist bankers in Zurich. Hey, he might not be wrong. Who the fuck is this elderly guy? It's Whitey Ford. No, it's fucking Phil Negro. Phil Negro won 314 games in 311 games. He pitched till he was 48. It's that guy's two. That guy's two years younger than me. I think I've aged better than him, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was full on gray. If you see, he's still alive. I think he is truly an ancient old. He's in his. He 80s played in the now. 50s, right? No, he he played for the. Um, he played from. Uh, he played a long career. I think he played from the 60s until the until the uh, 80s. Uh, he he had a uh, good years for the for the Braves is when he was a good pitcher. You know, there's Jeff Reardon, but then he pitched for the Twins. When he pitched for the Twins, he was their closer. He was a fireballer. Jeff Reardon could paint the corners. Fucking hard. Pirates need to go back to those yellow helmets. You know, Jeff Reardon looks like a guy. He just he was like bored. He looks like a '90s hipster. Yeah, <laughs> like he looks like a dude from 2017 just pitching <laughs> in the '70s. You know, some honestly, this is the truth. Maybe I'm because I'm a kind of a dork. I, I was a hipster in the '90s. I could see that. You know, I had a I had a hipster streak. You know, I had a hipster sort of. 
of that era. Had your little ratty mustache with your mullet? No, I didn't have that. I'm just kidding. But I had like a jacket. Like I drove that Plymouth Fury. I had a jacket. I had a certain jacket that I wore, you know, and I had my my Plymouth Fury 3 that I still want to buy. That's still my dream car is to buy. Why didn't you just not get rid of it? When I, to fill it up, like if I had it now, <laughs> to fill it up, it's twenty. It's a twenty-six gallon tank. That that's like, they're like twelve to, now. That, that's like, that's your whole trunk. Hundred bucks. That's your whole trunk to fill it up. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it would last like two weeks. It's just like it. It was not economical, but God, it's a cool car. I drove across the country. I took a trip from Farmer, boat, Minnesota right? to Boston. You know, I, I slept in the back seat. I'm six foot four. I slept in the back seat in a Cleveland Cleveland truck stop for seven hours. I got a seven hour night's sleep, but you had ample sleep. Right. I had I had because it was a big back seat. I had a, I was completely comfortable, like complete. I, I I had a pillow, I had a sleeping bag, locked the doors, perfectly comfortable. Didn't get raped. No, did no one. No, was this no, one of the seven Nolan Ryan no hitters or yeah, whatever? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Those Astros uniforms are fucking wild, dude. I think he also had. I think he might have had like nineteen one hitters, one hitters, and like twenty six two hitters. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's well, that's like one of those stat, things where you know? so Joe Joe DiMaggio's fit what what's sixty five game hitting streak? Yeah, or no, it's a fifty six. So 56. he loses it after fifty six, and then goes on another thirteen game. I think hitting it was a streak. nineteen game. I think it was like. Or whatever. I think it was 72 games and 73. I mean, it was something. And then, so if he didn't, yeah, it was like. If he gets a hit. If he get if he doesn't get a hit in that one, if he gets a hit in that one game, he would have had like a 71. It was like a 69-game hitting streak he would have had. And yeah. he had a 65-game hitting streak in the Pacific Coast in, League. In the minors when he played for the San Francisco team. Probably. So, like, yeah. that was his thing. That's when, like, players have their thing Against Ricky. This is in 1990. I was is this the other college. fucking, yeah, this is, 5, this is his 000. last one, yeah. No, 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 this is 5,000 strikeout. His last one was against the A's in Oakland, actually. The A's came back from a long road trip, and they put their second-rate team in, and he fucking pitched The Rangers were trash when they had Nolan Ryan, too, right? They, 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 you know, they had Ruben Sierra. When did Juan go? Oh, you, when Ruben Sierra was traded for who, right? Well, he actually got uh, uh, for for Conseco. Yeah, Ruben Sierra, Bobby Witt, and Jeff Russell were traded for Conseco, and, and Sierra had a couple. Uh, by the way, I'll show that. Can, they, can we go back to that? That to me is one of the greatest defensive plays in baseball history. Is Ozzie Smith's play when he p- played for the Padres uh, against the uh, against the Braves? He makes a play at shortstop that's truly amazing. I mean, it's on like, turf. I mean, yeah. Well, th- th- this is him, you know, playing. And they said that him playing shortstop. Here it is. Here's the one I think it's one of the most amazing plays. Just his, he he actually caught it with his bare hand and was able to get up. It, you can't really see it that well. Remember, it's, I know, yeah, and he stretches out to get it. I mean, it's like so I mean, it's, to, to describe the, it for people. It was a bullet down the line. He stretches out and like bare hands it above his head. Yeah, and then from a position <laughs> of being sprawled out, yeah, stands up quick and fires him out. Yeah, and like it's not a hair. It's yeah. not a. It's not like a hairline play. Like he clearly throws him out. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, with time. Yeah, because it's. He was. I mean, he was a great defensive shortstop. They said back then, Whitey Herzog thought him playing shortstop for the Cardinals saved that team a half a run a game, eighty-one runs a season less scored because of Ozzie Smith. 
because his defense was. And that's that why good. you could have hitters that hit two thirty and win a World Series. Yeah, and, and like oh, if you run enough, and, and that, Ozzie got, Smith hit like eight home runs his whole career. Yeah, yeah, literally. No, that that that, that was I think it was Bruce Bakhti who hit that ball. Did Joaquin Andohart play for those '80s for fucking teams? A's for the A's. He played for the Cardinals too, but he played for the A's in the mid '80s. He's dead. You know, baseball players. Some of those guys don't live a long life. I think they, li- they, 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 they. Dude, it's uh, the amphetamines. Yeah, chews away at the arteries in your heart. <laughs> I gotta take a handful of greens. That's it. when you read ball four. When you read ball four, there are brought times, it to the beginning. Exactly, it's come full circle, which is like it's a poetic ending. They literally said it wasn't like they take one or two. It was like a hand you'd scoop it out. They'd have like hundreds of them in a giant bowl. Yeah, like, like fucking the Playboy Mansion in nineteen seventy three. Pills. Gary Gaetti's rat face bitch ass. Gary Gaetti is uh, he well. You hate the Twins because they stole a couple World Series <laughs> yes. from the A's. Eighty seven. They won two. They won an eighty seven and ninety one. Right when the A's were a great team, and it's like they weren't fucking as good as the A's. But they, Did they sneak beat them in those two seasons? Well, in 87, I have distinct memories of going up to Minnesota with my brother. And we went to, they had a four-game road series. They went into the series in the middle of October, middle of, uh, of August, tied. Tied in the American League West. We're going to go to the games. And, and they were never ahead. Was that Kelly's they, first they, years? They were never, yes. They were never ahead in all four games. Against the Twins? Twins. They were behind 36 innings. And I went to... Every and, and there was like this weird searing hatred that I have for them. Like I really hate them. So the twins, twins always beat the A's. Oh uh, well, at key moments back then they would, they would. Uh, but I also have good memories of the A's beating them, like in '92, which was Larusa's last hurrah as a manager when they lost to the Blue Jays, who were great. Blue Jays won the World Series. The A's were great. Eckersley was the MVP in the Cy Young. It was, it was like all. It was the last hurrah of those good teams. How long did Larusa manage? For the A's, 80, 86 to 95. But he, he managed the uh, uh, White Sox from 79 to 86, and then Hawk Harrelson fired, fired him. Fired him, which, you know, was. And then he managed the, the Cardinals, I think, from probably 96 to, God, what was it, maybe 10 years ago? I mean, it was a long time. But he was uh, in uh, 92. You know, they, uh, whatever, they lost their, uh, they lost that game, and they had Eckersley, but they, who was the guy we were talking about? We kind of got off on a tangent there. God damn it, I had a Fucking good Fucking Ruben Sierra. No, it wasn't Sierra. No, it wasn't Ball 4 either. It was a good memory, but I fucking lost. We're going to go back and listen to it. We have to end it on this. This okay. is going to drive me nuts. I hate losing my train of thought. That That's a sign of mental weakness. Home run in the 84 World Series. That, that seals the World Series because Gossage wants to try to strike him. All right, we're back. You know, and, and, and Gibson, it's a key home run that actually wins the game. Basically, it puts the game away for the Tigers. They were up 3-1. to one, so, I mean, No one talks about this Gibson home run, but it was a huge home run. Well, this was a good knees Gibson, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is when he was still a good athlete. You know, So was, you had good Twins memory. That was what you wanted yeah, to talk Yeah, so about. I remember and, and how the Twins, just how they burnt the A's. I used to have a special place of hatred for them. And the A's never played well in the fucking Metrodome. That shitty Metrodome with that. Tur- oh, it, the, the it burnt the White Sox a lot too. Oh, I fucking hated that stadium. I hate that fucking stadium. I hated it. And they look at their home field advantage. It's goofy and it's it's wrong. So anyway, it, it was. <laughs> so the A's were at a, at a. I was still dating Amanda Rip, my very first girlfriend at the time, and they had a series up there, and that game was on. We popped it on. I remember she was like, "You're so obsessed with sports. What's your problem?" And uh, and Eric Fox came up in the top of the ninth off of uh, not Rick off of um, Rick Aguilera was the closer. Rick Aguilera played for the Cubs. Absolutely, yeah. This one he hates a home run. It's an upper decker too. It's like it's a no doubter. So then, <laughs> so uh, 
Eric Fox comes up and hits a, 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 a home run, three-run homer that puts him ahead. They put Eckersley in in the eighth inning. They took Eckersley out in the ninth inning because they won the game. They knew they were going to win the game. And, and that was a pivot point in the season. The, the Twins were still competing with them because it was two divisions then. It was in the yeah. West. And from that point on, the A's just took over the division. And that was a pivot point game in like late July, early August. I was still dating Amanda Rip. She ended up uh, ending it with me. You know. Well, you're not married, so I would assume so. <laughs> she ended up, uh, you know, that, that, they, you know, that they they tend to do that. Anyway, uh, hey man, where are we at time wise? Oh, dude, it, we were at like almost an hour and forty minutes. Yeah, we, were, we were rolling. I, I was, I'm in a good mood. I'm in a lighter lighter headspace than I was. All right, that's why that's why ago. we do this. All, All right. right, bud. Uh, thanks Have fun. for listening. Listen. How was your uh, show in San Diego, man? It was good. Uh. I think I might have, I think I, because I had to get home early, so I think I might have left 